0: I was able to talk to Rick Caruso's CFO at an event uh, last year at UCLA. And he was saying there was a particular area that people, the the wealthy people, celebrities are going to be moving to in droves. And we'll cover that in a moment. But I want to talk about Keanu Reeves. Did you see that last year? What happened at his Hollywood Hills home? I mean,
1: we're talking about John Wick here, right?
0: John Wick, dude. I would be afraid if I was a, if those criminals should have been afraid to, like, actually try and go in. that. He's a real home. deal.
1: Yeah, he is dude. the real deal. He's got the training, so we've all seen the videos.
0: Let's see the video. Look at this.
1: Yep. That's that is the video I was referring to, by the way. No. <laughs> we've all seen it. First okay. of all, Keanu Reeves is this, like one of the celebrities that everybody likes, too. How
0: people can be desensitized, like you said last podcast, which is why we're talking about this homeless and crime situation because one thing I want to get into is the crime in LA. The the, the problem with like statistics is <laughs> We can be told a certain thing by certain people and it's true, but it can be very deceiving. So for example, in 2023, crime went down in Los Angeles, which is good, but other types of crime went up. Three balls, two strikes, pressure is on. This is where we discuss real estate, property improvement, and business. Together we'll strategize on how to win. Welcome to the full count. Back everyone to full count podcast. We are going to be covering where celebrities are now moving to or just people in general are moving out of certain areas that used to be sought after because of crime and homelessness and teach their own of what you think. But we're just going to go over a couple things. We're not journalists and we're not going to necessarily give you our complete opinion of what we think, but overall abstract of what's going on. So let's get into it
1: because it is, is it, it is important when you're moving into an area that is an element.
0: Okay. So homelessness and crime has been rampant in certain areas, certain neighborhoods, cities, counties, everything's a little bit different. Uh, one thing being in San Diego, Chris, if you want to take it away what's going on there in regards to the homelessness.
1: Yeah. Um, in the middle of uh, last year, there was a, uh, they were trying to figure out in San Diego what to do with the homeless population that's on um, in the sidewalks, camping mm-hmm. and, uh, it was ruled unconstitutional to um, basically to ban people from living on the sidewalks unless you had a place for them to go. It was around October. They opened up a 410 parking area, parking yeah. lot area where people it's like an open camping um, in Balboa Park, which if you've ever been to San Diego, you know what Balboa beautiful. Park is. Oh, it's a it's the, Yeah, it's the Central Park of uh, San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, And now this is. You know a lot of people will go there that before wouldn't go to shelters because it's not like anyone's really up in your business over there um it's kind of like if you think about it every major city tries to do something like this at some point or it organically happens And san right. francisco yeah. you have the tenderloin in la you have skid row and it's mm-hmm. kind of like this known area area yeah don't go in there and it's not really frequent frequented that much by law enforcement you know, the outskirts are, but not inside of it. Right. And, uh, so it's a, a small community in Philadelphia has something similar called Kensington. Mm-hmm. And it seems like this is San Diego's version that they're creating of that. Like in you know, Kensington was good.
0: No, I was going to say one of the most successful cities, um, uh, relationships, uh, that they've had is Costa Mesa, Newport beach. They share this area where they house homeless essentially, because they've been, you know, same situation like San Diego. They want to get people off the streets, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but in order to do so, they need to have a bed for them to stay in, which they do. Uh, I don't know why I did that, but they do have a bed for them. So if there's space for them, the police is able to send them off over there, have them sleep there overnight rather than having them live on the street, which is mm-hmm. great. But at the same time, do you think Todd Gloria is going to be successful with that? Is that enough Um places for them to sleep and what do people in san diego feel about that if you know
1: oh well i mean i think if you tell if you were to ask the average san diegan would you rather them in front of the the shops or in a designated area they would Mm -hmm. prefer that they're out of sight out of mind right right but Um, is it
0: out of sight out of mind where it's at currently
1: i haven't seen it and i haven't tried to find it but i know where about Bal- i mean i live right next to balboa park and i it's haven't a beautiful seen it spot. yeah so i mean that says a lot right there i mean I, I have a good idea where it is there used to be a shelter i think i know where it is i think it's in banker's hill part of balboa because balboa is in the middle of a bunch of neighborhoods you got banker's hill Hillcrest, right. north park and i think it's yeah. Banker, banker's hill was, i used to live there and one thing that was you know convenient about it is banker's hill is a, a really big hill And yeah, this might sound insensitive, but because it's so far up a hill, there wasn't a lot of traffic unless you didn't go up there unless you needed to, unless you had a reason to like as far as walking goes. Right. Um, I I used to walk to college from there down into downtown San Diego and greatest trip ever. But then I would take a cab to come back because that hill was treacherous. Right. Right. Um, So I think where it is, is it's in. It's right in between Bankers Hill and Gaslamp area where a shelter is or was at that time. And I used to see, you know, the shelter right around the time the movie Pursuit of Happiness with Will Smith and his son came out. That was a while ago
0: then. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I remember seeing the lines and it just, you know, kind of reminded me of that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's kind of sad. People are trying to get in there a certain time in the evening. But I think one thing, if you really think about the ideology of a lot of uh, homeless people is they do prefer freedom and they value freedom maybe even in some cases maybe a lot of cases more than responsibility and so if you're giving them a parking lot where there's not really a lot of jurisdiction there they're free to kind of do whatever they want within their tent you know within you know reason right um then maybe they would prefer that over going to a shelter where there may be some sort of rules you can't you can't leave when after you come in for the night you have to stay mm-hmm. here for the rest of the night or you'll lose your room or something. I don't know if that's the type of rules they have, but I would imagine that is the case, right? That you're not, you can't just, you're not free to go. You're, you show up at a certain time in the evening. Right. And well,
0: then- that's why from my understanding, there's a significant part of that population of homeless people that because they know there's rules that they have to follow. Mm-hmm. And you, like you said, there's that freedom element that they really like. They don't mm-hmm. want to stay there because there's, there's, certain rules that they got to abide by and that's the reason why they tend to be on the street
1: and the, and the one thing the i would say one of the downsides is anything that happens in there becomes a major you know a, a local major news story like just recently 30 um of the people that live there and four of the folks that work for the charity that runs that um area mm-hmm. just became ill with uh You know something i probably shouldn't say but it doesn't sound too serious nobody went to the hospital over it and it became a big news story right um and now it seems like that was really just who knows what happened who really knows what happened you know
0: right i I mean i think it's 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 good if they're people are if they're able to contain it in a particular little region but um there's so many homeless people in san diego just like in la that uh, it's hard to say that you can have all the people there and Mm -hmm have a way to actually play a role in containing that from spilling over in other places, because it just seems like these major cities, LA, San Diego continues to gravitate more homeless people from other States. And then, you know, it's just, it's just a mess that continues to be like a situation that's going to continue for a long time, if not ever. So it's very, very concerning to say the least.
1: you know, one thing that's real concerning is um, I don't I don't know, I guess I, I personally am not in fear of my life, but there's this new thing where they there's this mixture of fentanyl and a tranquilizer. Mm-hmm. And I was walking my dog. Um, I want to say a month, two months ago, and I was kind of like just watching my dog while I was walking and looking down and I realized that I just walked upon what you would see like in a movie no way like a zombie right and (laughs) it made zombie noises it didn't really look up at me I wasn't afraid because the the person wasn't able to like move quickly at all my dog was terrified of this like and subscribe or the dog gets it (laughs) this and it's because it basically they're tranked out Right. It's like a tranquilizer almost, but they're still kind of they're still able to stand up and you see a lot of that. You know, if you if you go on YouTube and look up, you know, the Tenderloin and Skid Row, you're going to see that combination. That's the new combination. I don't know who came who decided that we're all going to do this this way, but it seems to be what everybody's doing out there these days. Um, Yeah, but that's
0: the thing is it's not just contained in certain areas. It's everywhere. That's that's the main problem. That's why people are are not wanting to go to particular neighborhoods to live or buy or whatever and they're trying to go to other places mm-hmm. like for ex- for example i want to talk a little bit about crime in la um, one of the major reasons that we see crime in la is you know there's opinion out there that the district attorney is not tough on crime and you know in many cases i, I believe that's probably true but not getting into that but a lot of it also has to do with the lapd for example doesn't have enough sworn officers on duty they keep losing people. And Mm -hmm. I think right now they're under 9,000, which is the lowest they've ever had since like the 1990s. And the Mm -hmm. new mayor, or actually she's only, she's been there a little over a year, I think now, she's trying to get it back to 9,500, if not 10,000, but that's probably not gonna be the case because a lot of cops are demoralized because of the whole zero bail, the district attorney, which we'll talk about the zero bail a little bit later, but it's constantly not having enough people that are police officers to be out there is a big problem. In Beverly Hills, what what they're doing and it's really good for for the people and residents in that community is they have mm-hmm. um, private security on top of the Beverly Hills PD. So only cities that have that ability to have the money to do that can have that extra, you know, ability to patrol the area. And let me turn off. let me turn on these lights real quick. I'll be right back.
1: What's up with this? The you know he seems to be a rather famous DA um how do you say his name is george Gasson.
0: gascon gascon gascon
1: yeah. i mean this guy's i think recently or no this isn't this is back in 2021 there's so many you know recent examples of it but i mean he's always in the news and in, in this case it's he released a killer that was on a a convicted killer that was on a 50-year sentence six years into it right and he, he was also in 2022 um, there he released someone on a life prison term. Um, and this person and that person murdered someone. And it seems like, and then recently today, and I think mm-hmm. it's in New York, right? D.A. Alvin Bragg, mm-hmm. he's known for being one of the people that charged Trump, right? Um, yeah,
0: I know that's right. And I was like, why, and, why does that name sound familiar? Sorry, go yeah, ahead. And
1: so, to, today he uh released um, some migrants that were attacking cops like he basically just let oh dude that's a huge story yeah Yeah. and so he released them and they were attacking cops in in times square so what's up with this new da that i mean there's got to be another side to this where I, i just i mean he's defending it but it's hard to defend it after um especially when something bad happens afterwards in this case in the case of da alvin bragg we haven't seen the them do anything bad after that right but i just feel like people want to know that violent criminals you know you, you can make the argument for the people that have been placed in you know imprisonment that weren't violent and they're placed amongst violent people i think that's a very compelling argument to make they shouldn't be mixed with those folks right um but in these cases if someone's violent i don't think nonviolent people want them around unless they've you know uh basically served their time they paid their debt to society i, I think mm-hmm. that i mean who's a fan of violence other than the violent
0: right um i mean it's hard to say but i i, I think these district attorneys for the most part want to be well liked mm-hmm. among people that might have had family members in situations like this that have faced um, consequences of their crime. And it's just a pendulum of going too far and lenient for probably criminals. And especially when, when you're maybe their party or whoever it is in their, um, in the, you know, that, that follow them essentially Mm -hmm. don't like cops or don't like law enforcement and see them as negative. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's what it really comes down to. And that's why we're seeing things like this constantly continue to happen.
1: Well, you know, there has been and it's interesting you said uh, pendulum because there was like, for instance, I think it was a Portland Mm -hmm. uh, prosecutor who, you know, lost his job because of, you know, the crime that was rampant. I hope I'm not mixing up with Seattle, but I'm pretty sure it was Portland.
0: Was that was that after that one zone back in like the pandemic time well, where there was we'll, lawlessness?
1: Well, yeah, I mean the Chop City was Seattle. Um, I don't know if it was Seattle. You know, obviously Portland had its own thing. It didn't have a name called Chop City, though. Mm. But okay. I mean, okay. Chop City is an interesting case study <laughs> because I feel like most Americans don't know about it, but if you were on Twitter during that time, you know about it. And I do know people that lived in the area at the time, and they did tell me, you know, a lot of it was overhyped. A lot of it was, you know what, you know what it probably was like? It was probably like Tijuana, where in Tijuana, in the middle of the day, it's no, in the middle of the day, it's like, uh, it's it's super, it's, it's peaceful. You're eating tacos. There's no problems, right? right? And the sun goes down. And then if you have skin, the, the color of mine, it's not really that safe of a place to be anymore. and. I feel like Seattle and the Chop City, the same rules applied. People were having fun in the day, artsy type of stuff. You know, the parents aren't home, that sort of thing. And then when nighttime hit, that's when it got crazy.
0: I'm, I'm looking up Chop City. If the, That's that one zone that happened in the pandemic. Is that is that where it was complete? Oh, lawlessness? Yeah. It absolutely.
1: was. Yep, Chop and they City had their was. own
0: zones. Oh, I thought it was called Chaz, though. No, oh, not Chaz. is it Chaz?
1: You know what? It's Chaz.
0: Yeah, I'm like, what do we what, Chop City? It doesn't sound uh, right to me. But yeah, you're right. I mean, because the people there were like, we don't like cops, we don't like rules. I messed want, it up. Yeah, they even made their own borders. Right? No, no, no.
1: Okay, hold on. I was right, but you were right, you were right. too. Oh, okay. All right. So it was called Chaz or initially. Chaz, yes. And yeah. then later, when you know the authentic people took over they realized Chaz is a terrible name for this situation. It sounds like a bunch of nerds. And then it was called, yeah. And then it was called the chop.
0: Well, that's a little bit confusing, but so it's the same thing then, but they just changed the name. That's good to know. But like you were saying some, some people, do you say some people or journalists said it was a bit overblown? Like people out there, I think you said people, right? I live there.
1: Yeah. uh, I I, I knew someone that was a, that lived in Seattle that was visiting San Diego and I was talking to them about it. Mm -hmm. And they, they told me they were in the area, but, but look, you know, even though that may be the case, there were people that owned property that couldn't go outside and like expect an ambulance. So I I mean, mean, like if, even if you say like, Hey, look, you know, it wasn't that big a deal. There were people that lived inside of a a place that couldn't call an ambulance because there was all of a sudden these barricades there. So they don't have emergency services. Right. And yeah. so the, it's it's not just like you can't just take over an area and then um, say, you know what, everybody, you know, everything that you've paid for, everything that you've worked for in your community doesn't matter anymore. We're taking it back and or taking it in the first place. They never had it to begin with. Right.
0: You know, in Tijuana and Baja, California, Mexico, I, I'm very familiar with that area, me being Mexican, you know, um, background, but. Um, in Tijuana, you're right. It, it, during the day, it's great. A lot of times you can do what you want. After hours in certain areas, it can be very dangerous where people decide to not leave their home after a certain time. And I think having that in the United States is horrific. So I don't think it's I don't think it's good to, to measure in that regard where we can compare it to a country like Mexico where things are really bad that i mean should never I, happen again you know what i'm saying
1: I, well yeah i mean I, and i think that there are certain points during 2020 where i would have felt more comfortable in tijuana no question
0: in certain, certain yes certain yes, places, yes, certain, certain, part places certain
1: parts you right. know it was uh it's kind of a strange time but here we are in
0: 2023
1: 24 <laughs> oh here we are in 2024. In
0: February like what fourth or third yeah yeah But um, yeah, it's very interesting and telling of of, uh, how people can be desenticized, like you said last podcast, which is why we're talking about this homeless and crime situation. Because one thing I want to get into is the crime in L.A. The, the, The problem with like statistics is we can be told a certain thing by certain people and it's true, but it can be very deceiving. So, for example, in 2023, crime went down in Los Angeles, which is good but other types of crime went up. So, you know, the people on maybe the Gascon side is saying, you know, we're doing a great job. Crime went down in LA, but there's more to that, right? There's more to that data where other people are saying, no, crime actually went up in this way. So for example, crime went up a lot when it comes to property crime, when it comes to like um, actual violent crime, luckily it did go down, but in reality since 2019 till now it's actually it's actually increased in terms of violent crime so i'm going to share something here for you or with the audience uh an article that kind of is a little bit telling where it's a city council member of LA saying crime went down but the the LAPD chief who's about to retire i think this month basically said okay yes but in reality crime is still up so let me share that
1: Yeah, if you're not arresting anyone, it doesn't mean the crime went down.
0: That too, that too. The data will not show that.
1: Yeah, I mean, if if you're allowed to steal up to $999, all of a sudden, theft's going to go down.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Because you're not reporting anything above $999.
0: So, Council Member... Can you see the screen? Yeah, I think so, right? Yeah. All right. Now, Council member Councilmember, uh, what's her name? Uh, Nithya Rahman. She was basically pointing out that the fact that um, uh, crime has gone down. Uh, homicides in L.A. were down 26% through April 1st. This was in 2023, comparing 2022 to 2023. Uh, compared with the same period last year, robberies have declined 19% over the same time frame, while violent crime is down nearly 12%. Right. So that's good. That's good. But when you zoom out, uh, which is what the um, the chief was kind of explaining, which was right here, that when you compare crime data from before the pandemic, after the pandemic, in reality, homicides are still up 8 percent from 2019 till now or till 2023. That's a big number, 8 percent. That's a lot. Yeah. And shooting victims has climbed 30 percent. And the number of vehicle thefts has been up 47%. And, I mean, here's here's one more, too, that I want to share. Um, another article. Give me one second.
1: You know what the truth is, though? When you have politicians saying there's no there there and there's really a problem, that problem is going to perpetually get worse.
0: What do you mean by that? There's no there there. There. So
1: whenever a politician, for, for example, if a politician who's responsible in some capacity for violent crime and protecting the citizens, if they're promoting the idea that it's not violent, and it's not violent, but it is violent, if they're doing those that while well, it is violent, then that means that no one's working on the solution. So it will naturally get worse. Oh, yeah. Get worse. Got it. If no one's actually trying to solve the problem, it's going to get worse right? You know
0: Especially I mean? with not enough police officers and a lot of them being demoralized by, you know, them knowing they're going to arrest someone. Granted, it's misdemeanors and other things where they... I mean, I, I considered it.
1: I mean, I considered that, you know, I'm, I'm obviously moving. I was like, it'd be kind of cool to be a, a police officer. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. No way.
0: No. I that mean, would be terrible. We need them, but yeah, I don't know. So check this out. Here, Here's a uh, data from 2023. Um, Crime has, so within the last year of that time period, personal theft has gone up 42%. Burglary has gone up 14%. Motor vehicle theft has gone up 10%. That's a lot. Robbery was up 4%. That's still a lot. Any growth in crime from year to year is, even if it's a little bit, is still very bad. You want to continuously see it go down, obviously. But um, in regards to like the violent crime, fortunately it has gone down. But going back to what... um chief Moore, you know, retired chief Moore was saying in reality, when you compare it to 2019 figures, it's still Mm -hmm. up dramatically. And like you were saying, it's not going away unless we do something about it. Like one hiring more police officers, which does not look like it's going to be the case. I have um, a handful of then LAPD friends of mine that are no longer cops in LA because of how they were treated or treated or whatever the case may be and uh i don't see this going away so that's can you put
1: that back up can you put that same graph back up sure i noticed something in there that i think a lot of people could find interesting right here I, i always like issues. i always like issues where you can really bridge partisan lines all right if you look at the r word the second from the bottom
0: yeah okay yeah i know that's... how
1: can you make the claim that there's negative 19 percent? i mean are they why are they not celebrating it think about that how do they know that what does that mean negative 20 ni- they just solved it by mm. getting rid of harvey weinstein and now it's all done <laughs>
0: yeah i don't know why, I, <laughs> I,
1: negative I don't know 19 uh, that's a big number mm-hmm. why is it why is there not a parade You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean,
1: does it mean it's harder to report this stuff now?
0: I don't, I hope that's not the case. Does it mean people
1: uh, are more afraid to report this? Maybe people don't trust the police
0: or maybe they're not getting their calls in time or they fear for their life, unfortunately. Um, But Gascon is, that's a lot, dude. I mean, that's good.
1: I mean, if it's true, I don't know know how they believe that.
0: I, I, don't I don't
1: know. this number. You know what I mean? I think like, we're gonna have is... to
0: bring on a like a one of these experts to tell us how they track that. that
1: Negative mean? nineteen. So hey, for now, let's we'll celebrate.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't have any drinks today. Um. Besides this my is, water here.
1: This is just water.
0: I was gonna have wine, but you know it didn't work out that way today. And but, vodka. Um, what I was gonna say though, um, kind of going back to the um, th- that graph, you know how you saw some of it improving, some of it not improving. Uh, Gascon, District Attorney of LA, is going to be running again for twenty twenty four. I would I would probably say we're going to be seeing that data split in two, where one candidate's celebrating, one the other one is saying why it's so bad in LA. So that's I would like why- to have
1: dinner. I would like to have dinner with that guy just yeah. like talk to him like so what's going on man he's a character, the character yeah you know, what's what's really happening here
0: yeah like, i don't you know i don't know there's a todd spitzer in um orange county he's a district attorney there and it's quite funny what he what he has to say about um gascon
2: are not prosecuting theft just about in san francisco he won't prosecute homeless for stealing out of cvs walgreens everybody on the street knows all the criminals know There are no consequences. In Orange County, California, you come here, we're going to arrest you, we're going to prosecute you, and we're going to send you to prison. So we won't have it here, but they'll have it in San Francisco and they'll have it in Los Angeles.
0: But um, going back to the main reason why we're even talking about this is what I'm seeing in L.A., a lot of these nice areas, Hollywood Hills and other places around L.A., a lot of celebrities and people, regular people that have homes are moving out of those areas or people that are looking to buy property are no longer as in demand to buy in those areas. They're starting to look to places like the South Bay of LA, so Manhattan Beach, those areas, the Valley, Encino, Tarzana, Calabasas, Westlake Village, Ventura County to Orange County. We're not seeing as much of a high demand in like Beverly Hills even. So it's kind of disappointing to see that. In your in your case, are you seeing any, any people in San Diego leaving certain parts of San Diego for other parts of San Diego because of the homelessness or crime?
1: Well, as the resident non-real estate expert on this channel, you know, the two things that I, I think that are really holding back the dam, the water, right, mm-hmm. would be uh, one, and you can help me on this, you know, the golden handcuffs, right? And then number two, um, you know, I think a lot of people bought property, you know, in 2020,
0: 2021. Mm -hmm. Um, You have a great mortgage rate.
1: Great mortgage rate. Nobody wants to get rid of that. Actually, this is still number one, but it's hard leaving here. It's hard leaving Southern California, but I think whenever those interest rates come down, You might see some people i don't know if they will what do you think
0: um you know life will catch up to a lot of people and they'll need to move out for a bigger or smaller place or you know their kids might leave or they might have kids so they they're gonna end up having to purchase and sell um but i but i guess my question is more so particular to the people that are able to move do you have any inclination where they're actually moving from like maybe downtown uh, San Diego, they're moving out of there to go to other areas like, I don't know, La Jolla or areas that tend to be a little bit less um, crime infested.
1: Do you, I mean, for me, for the longest time, I've been here for 15 years. Mm -hmm. I always felt like living in San Diego, and I'm sure everybody in Southern California feels this way. I always felt like living here, everybody talked about how like my family back home in the South, like San Diego, you know, and I just felt like I was better than everyone from living here, like Excited. better than, you know, it was yeah, like a prestige. Yeah. Like the weather Everybody is so amazing. Yeah, the weather's great. And back in like 2010, it wasn't hard to live here. It was easy. 2011, right. 2012. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do I think? Do I think I see people leaving? I mean, me personally, you know, we're we're finally leaving, but. I think a lot of people are still... I, first of all, I think people are trapped. When so cost of living is so high, it's yeah, hard to save yeah. money to get out of here. You know, it's like... Right. It's hard to get on your feet to leave. And that's right. kind of a crazy thing. But it's almost easier to stay. I feel like a lot of people might be trapped here. And and, and maybe in their mind. Um, yeah,
0: I mean, the, I mean, the good thing about San Diego, it's not as bad as other parts of California. Mm-hmm. So that's the good no, thing. No, but it
1: is... But it is um the most expensive place to live. Mm-hmm. As of three months ago, US uh news reported said
0: number one or number two.
1: Well, it's number one because if when you combine the cost of living income ratio, yeah. Um that's what makes it tough. It's we don't have the salaries of as San Francisco. Whenever like you're you live in Orange County, LA area. Mm-hmm. Whenever you heard someone lives in Wichita, didn't you just feel a little bit better than them? That's Nebraska, right? That's in uh, Kansas, I think. Oh, uh,
0: well, I could be up. wrong. See, I don't yeah, even look it know. Up. Look it up, yeah, because I don't know where that is. But you're okay, right. How
1: about this? How about this? You hear someone lives in Cleveland, you're like, my you, you're like my life is automatically better than yours because I walk outside, I see sunshine most of the time. Yeah, for that I don't reason, have to shovel. Mm-hmm. But there's trade offs, yeah. and you know, I the, the real question is like. The things that I want to go, I want to leave San Diego to go live in. A lot of people wouldn't be comfortable in that. You're a real estate agent. You could never live in the middle of nowhere with a lake and Starlink and Wi-Fi. You need to be around people. I'd have to be a real estate
0: agent. Yeah. And
1: and we're both with people who need to be in cities for undisclosed reasons. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: So where are we going to go? And I feel like no matter what, you're going to be going to a city. Um, we're never going to go to Wichita, which we don't. We still have no idea what state that's in. And we're going to leave it that way. I'm <laughs> about
0: to look it up right now. But no, right. let's just leave it that way. And people can comment and tell us where it's at.
1: That's kind of the metaphor here. Like nobody even knows where Wichita is. Right. But in San Diego, Southern California, you have that prestige about it. Like, yeah, yeah we're paying a ton of money and everybody laughs at us about that. But when we're sitting in traffic, we're literally looking at palm trees and paradise. You know, so it's this procedure so it.
0: down and you see other things that you don't want to see sometimes, not always, sometimes,
1: sometimes. and sometimes you smell things you don't want to smell. Um, <laughs> but for the most part, you, you feel like when you're in this part of America that you're a part of pop culture, you're a part of the <clears throat> the, the vibe of the country, at least a part of the country, right? A big part of the country is right. the coast and you feel special almost by just being a resident here. But yeah. I will tell you right now that, you know, there's a U, University of uh, San Diego um, poll that was out, I believe it was three months ago, mm-hmm. that said the majority of San Diegans are, would like to leave, would like to relocate.
0: Just because of prices and stuff? Cry- just, yeah, just because of how, how, it's,
1: yeah, how bad it's kind of gotten when it well, comes to how, how tight it's gotten. You know?
0: People are leaving California, and there was a study, and we won't talk about it today because I'm not prepared for it because I haven't looked at it, into it enough, but I want the audience to actually get gain insight, and that's why we're not going to talk about it today in depth. But they're saying people around the $200,000 to like $300,000 um, or even a little bit less than $200,000, people that are making that salary, they're the ones leaving California, and that's why mm-hmm. we're seeing millions of people. I think I think it was like 1.2 million people recently left, uh, California. Those people, that those are high incoming earners that are leaving the state.
2: The 10 states that had the highest uh, taxes had the greatest outflow. California, of course, is among those states. But you also had New Jersey, New York, Illinois, other high-tax states lose population. People are voting with their feet. But there's something else we uncovered, Chapman uncovered, by looking into the data, IRS data specifically, that an increasing proportion of the people moving out of the state are higher income. We looked at adjusted gross income. So we looked at, the IRS has very accurate numbers on people leaving the state and moving into the state. And the reason they have, that is because they need to keep tabs on where people are living. We looked at, the adjusted gross income of those people who left the state who are making, who have AGI, adjusted gross income, over 200,000. If you go back five years, the proportion of the people leaving the state that had AGI over 200,000 was roughly 40%. In the most recent year, 2022, it was 70%. So 70% of the adjusted gross income of those leaving the state is being made by people making over $200,000 in AGI. That's why our state is in a fiscal mess. Think of it, if so many people are leaving the state that are high income, that means tax revenues will drop.
0: Because they're able to, they're capable of leaving. But um, going back to the whole like where people are moving to, the reason why i brought up celebrities is because they have the means to move right they have the ability to go where the hell wherever the hell they want for the most part because they got the 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 financing to back them but um uh right in, in regards to like la i want to talk about one of the one of the primary spots that a lot of celebrities like to go to that rick caruso i was able to talk to rick caruso's cfo at an event uh, last year at ucla and he was saying there was a particular area that people the the wealthy people celebrities are going to be moving to in droves and we'll cover that in a moment but i want to talk about keanu reeves did you see that last year what happened at his hollywood hills home
1: i mean we're talking about john wick here right
0: john wick dude i would be afraid if i was a, if those criminals should have been afraid to like actually try and go in that he's the real home. deal
1: yeah, he I is the that. real deal he's got the training so we've all seen the videos
0: let's see the video look at this
1: yep that's, that is the video I was referring to, by the way. I know. <laughs> I mean, we've all seen it. First of all, Keanu Reeves is like one of the celebrities that everybody likes, too. Yes. Yes. So, so from what? a moral standpoint. He just didn't that.
0: This guy knows what he's doing, bro.
1: Yeah. I mean, on there's like two reasons you shouldn't mess with Keanu Reeves. One is because he's like a really good dude. And the other reason is because he's a deadly good dude.
0: A deadly good dude, yeah. A dangerous man that chooses when to be dangerous is probably, like, the best type Mm -hmm. of person you could be. Um, So you're not bullied around. You can protect people.
1: I mean, if I was the president, Keanu Reeves would be my only secret service detail. (laughs) I would just have him. I would fire everybody else and then send that money to, like, a children's hospital that we saved. And then I would have Keanu Reeves.
0: Yeah, he's I mean, he's a badass, dude. I, I actually know where he lives because um, I've seen I've I dro- driven by his place. I think he still lives in the same spot in Hollywood Hills. But I, I can't believe that he's been broken into m- multiple times. I would imagine while he's gone. But stories yeah, he doesn't like, seem this, like I mean,
1: somebody who wants to live there, like in the Hollywood Hills. He seems like someone who wants to live more isolated.
0: I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure he owns more than that property. Yeah, probably. He probably yeah. travels constantly. But you're right. He's not a typical la celebrity for sure i mean look at his his uh his history of his uh of his life is not in that particular way of living per se that have a big head you know that ego but um stories like that are the reason why celebrities are moving out of certain areas um and i it's really sad to see and i hope there's a big turnaround in la where things get better and i think there's a possibility that might happen um but I mean, how?
1: I mean, why are you so optimistic? I feel I I just really feel like people don't vote in that direction.
0: In L.A., they don't. They really don't. But I feel that some people are starting to wake up a little bit more. Even people that tend to vote the other way, they're starting to see it on a consistent basis where maybe they're getting older, having families. And they're like, you know what? Maybe this isn't the way i i heard i've heard before though real quick i've heard before when you have a family when you have kids or wife husband whatever and you have little ones that look at that you look after there comes a point where you become more cautious and you care more about safety and i think that's what might be happening too and you said vote the other way
1: i think there's examples of you can vote the same way on either side but then there'll be examples of for instance mayor uh Adams in New York, you know he's a former police officer, right? But he's also in that party. You can still vote the same party, but it's just really like, what are you voting for? You know, you gotta. There's you don't have to switch sides or whatever side you're on, or you can actually go in between or whatever. But there are people with values in every party that I think gonna you know go towards that. I think it's the people we were talking about, D.A. Alvin Braggs, and yeah, I think you're. I think you hit the nail on the head earlier. I think it seems like a lot of that's for publicity and I don't know what kind of publicity that is. This doesn't sound good publicity in my opinion, but there's someone they're making happy.
0: There, there's definitely a, a certain population that wants that. So, um, with that said though, Rick Caruso, he ran for mayor in LA. He lost to bass, which was unfortunate. Oh, okay. Um, you
1: know, there's also right now, I think it's the lead challenger to, um, uh, the mayor in San Diego. Gloria. Um, yeah, Mayor Gloria, the lead challenger is a police officer.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Because
1: there because recently, you know, we had the flooding and Larry yeah, Turner. Larry Turner is his name. He's has uh, been a San Diego police officer for the past eight years. And he recently was uh talking about the flooding and he was, you know, he was kind of putting on his mayor hat and he was saying, you know, all the noise that everybody's saying, we know what climate change is. Three to four inches is not, clim- is not climate change. Most like, every city can handle three to four inches of rain. Why are we struggling in yeah, San it? Diego? Yeah, I, I felt not like prepared. it was a very good. I felt like it was a good point that he made. But at the same time, I mean, realistically, how often does a flood in San Diego? Not that much, not, not much, that much rain, no. you know? No. It's not a problem that I really would put too much effort into solving. Well, I mean, Mission
0: this, Valley in San Diego is always getting flooded. By the way, have you noticed that?
1: That's interesting because I mean th- they technically have what's called the San Diego River, but mm-hmm. most of the time when you're walking through it, it's like a drought.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Until it's it rains, a river. it's a lake. But,
1: but whenever it rains, like it did, we got we have a river all of a sudden.
0: Yeah, right. Um, okay, so Rick Caruso. Where the area that everyone wants to go to now, according to them, from what I was told at the UCLA event, is Calabasas, Westlake Village is like the new Beverly Hills is what I'm told. That's the Mm -hmm. new Beverly Hills. I still think Beverly Hills will have its trademark and everybody will like it in Beverly Hills. But going up more north in L.A. is going to be the spot. So Rick Caruso is putting his money where his mouth is. He's a major real estate developer. Uh, I'll share my screen now with you. Uh, But basically... He's um, he's going to be building uh, restaurants, shops, and overall he's going to have uh, apartments as well. 119 residential units. I think it's going to be like 24,000 square feet. I'm trying to bring this up. Hold on one sec. So that So anybody that's looking to live in a very expensive home, if you don't want to be in Beverly Hills for whatever reason or Hollywood Hills, you may want to consider going out there. Here we go. So Calabasas City Council approves his new development. So it's in this area called the uh, the Commons at Calabasas. It's a very it's like a a, a beautiful like shopping area, but um, he's going to build housing there. So it says it's two new mixed use buildings, two hundred ten thousand square feet essentially. Uh, buildings will hold one hundred nineteen residential units with twelve affordable units and over twenty four. 100 square feet of retail and commercial use. So he's going to places where he thinks the population growth and the future of L.A. is probably going to be at is from my understanding of what he said. Obviously, I didn't interview him or talk to him directly, but that's kind of what I understood from talking to one of his guys. So very, very telling what's going to happen here. So, yeah, what do you think?
1: You know, I'm just trying to figure out who's in charge of L.A. the whole time you were saying that. Really, because what do you mean by
0: that in Charterville? I
1: mean, didn't you say that was the same person that ran for mayor?
0: He ran for mayor in LA and he lost to Bass, Karen Bass. She's the mayor. So Rick Caruso is a major developer. He built the Grove um, and among other places too in LA. And um, but he lost. So he's going back to business as usual, right? So he's doing his thing again you always
1: hear about the people with money really being in charge. Right. Right. And for him to do stuff like that, you think he would have a lot of influence. Um, for me, you There's know, the same
0: change though, I don't think it's to, people with money necessarily anymore with the influence as much as st- it used to, to be.
1: To stay on the subject with the whole theme we've kind of been going with. Um, what do you think you would have to see to leave LA? <clears throat>
0: Well, fortunately, I also work in Orange County market. Uh, I love LA. I'm not gonna lie. I really do love LA. It's it's a fascinating city. It's beautiful. You got all types of people, which is fun. Um, the nightlife is great, even though I re- really don't even participate in that anymore. The clients are awesome. Um, so I, I kind of have best of both worlds because I've been in real estate seven or eight years now, working Orange County, LA. I worked a little bit of San Diego too. Um, every now and then I'll send business over to my, my guys over there in San Diego. But going back to your question, I, I work in both markets, so I don't think I will ever leave LA market. Neither will I leave orange County unless I leave the state of California. And even then I still feel that I would be that person that would be by coastal as much as possible, you know, maybe build a team here if I was to leave, but I don't think I'll leave LA orange County.
1: Honestly, this is, this is, I mean, that was a, a completely honest statement and this is why things are the way they are honestly because we love it here it yeah there's there's not even a line in the sand where <clears throat> it gets this bad we're going to leave right it's uh and i feel like that's why things are the way they are because most of us are going to stick around here you know well
0: yeah mo- most of us are but um
1: uh, let me put it this way: Orange County yeah. is
0: like one of the best spots, I think, in terms of safety. Overall. If Chick Fil
1: A stopped serving good food, people would stop going. Right. Local California governments aren't serving a lot of good food. People are <laughs> yeah. sticking around. You know They're, what I mean? Like I, I right. feel like we we accept it because of the things that aren't controlled by the government, right? The local governments, right? The weather, right. the right. coast the the vibe the people here right the social aspects of it um the entertainment the pop culture mm-hmm. i really feel that is why things are the way they are here because we're okay with it we're happy I, customers. I,
0: I can kind of agree with you on that um i try and stay involved in certain ways to improve the area um but i think um i don't know overall if If L.A. was to get worse, like a lot worse, then maybe I would just work in Orange County. But I feel that I'd still be able to work both markets. But um, that's the thing. If I was to have children and I wanted them to grow up in a school area and like, you know, be around Mm -hmm. a particular part of the city, that's where where shit changes. I might say the hell with L.A. or the hell with Mm -hmm. a certain region of L.A., Mm -hmm. I'm going to only go to this little area, this little nook right. and work in that area and, and and have my children, if I have any, in that environment. So right. it just depends, I guess, as I get older.
1: So you're willing to risk it because you don't have kids. But if you had kids, it's, I mean, obviously, I kids things
0: will change. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I think How that's hard why would I think it be for a real
1: estate that. agent to uproot and go to a different place? That sounds like it'd be like you've made all your connections here, all your networking here. <clears throat> well could that's you, why I could, don't
0: think I'll leave LA or Orange County my 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 market my clientele.
1: Could you go to I don't know Houston, Texas and how long would it take you to get set up there?
0: Shit, it's hard to say. Um it took me when I first got into real estate, I think I was a realtor for 6 months and that's when I got my first uh and my my first listing which was a luxury listing in Hollywood Hills. But that was mm-hmm. working my ass off dude like hardcore working mm-hmm. consistently getting rejected got my first deal so i would say if i go somewhere it'll probably take me six months or or so to break you don't in. think
1: i know you don't have the connections maybe in like, less. let's say austin texas instead right but i know you don't have the connections that you have there that you have here but you've gained so much skill <clears throat> couldn't you do it in three
0: months maybe maybe but because because you've My rolodex people. will be smart. I mean, not smart, small. My rolodex would be tiny.
1: Yeah, but it's kind of like um, you're you know, you know how to play the game now, you know, and so it just seems like you would at least have some. You would perform way better starting out somewhere new than you did originally here. I'm not saying it's a good idea. I'm just saying. Yeah. Are you bringing it, or is is it who you know? Is that the most important thing? In real estate.
0: It's it's really okay to get the ball rolling. It's who you know. How many people you know who you know which i knew no one in la i luckily did know people in orange county that i got clients from there but in la i knew nobody but now i know a lot of people but it to get the ball rolling got to know the people mm-hmm. to be able to continue to let that ball rolling and actually do deals you gotta be knowledgeable um so
1: how often guess- do do your sales are they referrals like you sold a place to someone and then like they tell their brother timmy
0: well, for the last many years, I mean, uh, I haven't had the referral business as of about a year and a half, two years ago, I'm starting to get those referrals now coming in because I've been in the game long enough mm-hmm. that my clients now have friends or family that they tell mm-hmm. them about me. And that's the best way to do it. When when as an agent or any anything in sales, I would say, or business in general, when you're getting clients from referrals and that mm-hmm. constantly keeps happening, that's when you've made it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're out there constantly meeting strangers and trying to get business from strangers and it's not coming from referrals, that's when it's up an uphill battle. So to answer your question, mm-hmm. if I go to a new market, it's going to be that uphill battle. So the longer I stay wherever I am, my roots are going down further. And that's right. usually where, that's why I'm saying if I was to move out of state, I'd want to at least be bi-coastal in terms of working, going back and forth.
1: So real estate in kind of traps you if you're going to yeah. be. If you're going to be in the industry, um, you know, selling houses, it, you're kind of stuck here or wherever I would you're say at. So.
0: Yeah, 100. Um, percent Yeah. Unless is there I, another
1: part of the industry you could go to, taking your real estate knowledge, for example? <clears throat> could you be a broker, and now all of a sudden you have this backside knowledge that would help you on the brokerage side? And I don't know what a broker broker is, so maybe that's not a good example at all.
0: I think what you're asking me is if I like formed a team and relied on people to help me Is
1: is there any other position you could do um business you could run that with the experience you've gained in real estate it would put you above the industry or at the same level right it would give you an advantage
0: i guess um being involved with more investors and not relying necessarily on end users, but like private equity people, Mm -hmm. I would probably have to get into that game, more more or less, yeah.
1: Sorry to sidebar this whole conversation, but I felt like those are things I wanted to know. So maybe other people would.
0: No, no, it's good. I think those are good questions and I appreciate you asking that. it makes me think too. Um, because I don't know, and this may not be my forever place and the lights are out again at my work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you got to keep it. See LA power, like the power grids all messed up over there. Um, yeah. solar is not that great. I see.
0: You know, no, let me actually turn it back on real quick. I think it's a, uh, a good segue to probably end it now because we pretty much covered everything.
1: I feel like this has been a great show. I'm actually not opposed to a smaller episode because I feel like people are more likely to listen to the whole thing.
0: And for but, anyone but who's we were- watching and listening, I want them to also take a look at our, our um, co-host Sway who's handling the whole specifically baseball only topics. Mm-hmm. And I think I want to give him a shout out because he's doing a good job. Doing that, for yeah. I left, a, I left
1: a, I left, I left a comment for Sway. Um, gave him some homework, you know. So, <laughs> I do apologize, Sway. But let me read, let me read the the comment that I left him because yeah, I feel like uh, I said, great MLB update. One thing the entire baseball nation is wondering is if there is any hope or plan for a rebuild with the Padres. Or is it just dark days indefinitely without any real <laughs> leaders? Should every baseball fan just convert to a Dodger fan?
0: I know, dude. That's a good question. I wonder what Sway is going to say. I was having how a conversation- would Sway
1: feel if like everybody just became a Dodgers fan? Would there be any pride or glory in being a Dodgers fan anymore? Would that ruin everything?
0: I feel like it would ruin everything. Yeah, for the
1: Dodgers fans, which is our ultimate goal to begin with.
0: So maybe we should wear uh, Dodger hats now.
1: Hey, everybody. For the next two years, everybody be a hardcore Dodgers fan. Make it not cool anymore. <laughs> w- look super lame wearing Dodgers gear. That's my directive.
0: Yeah, I'm conflicted, dude. Because my grandpa was a Dodger fan, so in a way, I kind of want to be a Dodger fan. But then I was like, nah, I didn't grow up being a Dodger fan. Um, so yeah, I don't know.
1: I was watching that whole episode that you did. You know, Sway's great, obviously, but for me, I feel you know I'm kind of heartbroken. With baseball because of the whole Padres. I feel lost. I have you they're know gonna, despair. They're
0: gonna be we like have no hope. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's and then
0: Blake Blake Snell's leaving, right? We don't know where he's going.
1: I just I say send the whole team home.
0: <clears throat> yeah. I hope he becomes a Yankee.
1: We need some money ball type of stuff.
0: Yeah. I don't know what you, you know? guys need, but you guys need something.
1: I mean I just I want to do an interview with the the current Padres majority owner and to say what's up dude actually I think I think I could I know someone who can help me out with that. But you he probably should do it. Get him on the podcast. Do, no, he would probably wouldn't go on a podcast, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, I think this was a great show. I hope everybody enjoyed it. Whoever watched it or listening to it, like, subscribe, comment, let us know what your thoughts. And anything else you want us to cover or you want Sway to cover on his own podcast episode. So keep us posted, everyone. Thank you.
1: Like and subscribe or the dog gets it.